We ask, oh God, that even as we delve into your word today, we ask that you will bring such light and understanding to us, God, that all of our being will just come into alignment with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Please, let's go to 2 Kings 5. Now, Nathan, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him, the Lord had given deliverance into Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. A little maid from one of his conquests. Mm. He brought a little maid, not a mature man, not somebody with some manly valor or somebody, I don't know. I don't know what would have qualified the person, but like little is one thing. Maid is another thing. Mm. Yeah. So why are we even focusing on this? We'll read verse three so that we see why we're. We're kind of now playing who she is by looking at her in the external. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria? For he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to Go and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. Okay. Thank you, Valerie. So what I want to emphasize is this man is, I don't know, who is in charge of the military? The man's name is Lloyd Austin. He's the Secretary of Defense. Oh, yay! <laughs> Because of our time, imagine that person in that position goes to all these wars and whatever, does all these amazing conquests for the United States and brings home a little girl to be a mate to his wife. Wow. Like whatever my wife needs, whether she needs you to massage her feet or to make her cups of tea or whatever it is she needs. This is what this little girl would do like. She is bound there. Nobody can deliver her. That's her fate for life. And you're in charge of that girl's fate and everything. And now she's talking to your wife about someone that could heal your husband. And that then this secretary that Valerie just called his name goes to Biden. Now. Can you give me a letter of authority to go to another nation's president to request yeah. that a certain prophet Mm -hmm. She'll come and heal me. I mean, you guys should just see this at that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who does that? I mean, some of us cannot even listen to a grown uh, bosses. How much more? <laughs> a, little, a little. Yeah. And he actually acted on it. Like, those are things you just hear and say, oh, look at this little girl. You think because of things that used to happen in your nation, if you had such a prophet in your nation... Would you be my slave girl now? Or would I even have, you know, defeated your nation? So put all that in the contest. It's yeah. all like out of the mouth of babes. You know, yes. when you hear out of the mouth of babes because children say the darndest things. And it's like, wow, it was so deep that what she said. Exactly. But to, mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing for them to say, but for you to act on it, though. 
That's amazing yes, humility. You know, I remember that this man had his own gods. He had his own gods that he was working with and he was very successful. Next verse, please. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? That this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? <laughs> Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. Okay, look at all that dramatic you thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tore his clothes. Yeah. Give life. No, they said healing. You know. they, they didn't say death and life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a leader of an entire nation being all dramatic like this because <laughs> all of this because of that little girl <laughs> telling her mistress what the master should do. And so now it's going to be a cause for war because of what that little girl created. Next verse, please. And it was so when Elijah, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he said to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Okay. Thank you very much. So, hmm. instead of this king asking for Elisha, you know, just send this guy to Elisha. He, he was being all dramatic. So the news of his whole display got to Elisha. <laughs> So Elisha was now the one sending the message to the king. Bring that guy to me. Then they will know that there is a prophet in Israel. See, Mr. King, it wasn't about you. It was about, it was about the God of Israel. And it wasn't about anybody dying or giving life. Like, no, no, no. It was about the God of Israel being displayed in the life of Naaman. I remember Naaman was a very good man, even though he wasn't, you know, following the God of Israel, but he was a very good man. I like the fact that the Lord, even many people now who tell me about their ancestors that never knew the Lord, I said, the Lord works with people's conscience. If you're just have a, if you just have a good conscience and you're an honest person, the Lord will reach you. And this was the case with Naaman. And that thing that the enemy projected before everybody as the worst scenario the Lord was going to glorify himself in Naaman's life through that very thing that seemed to be the worst thing. Okay, Elijah sent for Naaman. Elijah sent for Naaman. Naaman comes to Elijah's door. Mind, this is a commander. This is a man who has conquered nations. A man of valor. You sent for this man and you leave him at your door. Oh. And you didn't even have the courtesy. Like, wow, you are an ordinary man. This man is a man of valor. And you sent a servant to him. He's at your door. 
Why didn't you send that servant when he was sitting in the king of Israel's palace and treated like royalty? You bring him all the way to your door and you don't have the courtesy to face him. He's like trying his patience or like, how badly do you want this miracle? And then of all messages to give him, he sends him to the river Jordan. And that river is not like the best looking rivers. It's really muddy. Then you tell him to go and dip himself in it seven times. And then you hear his response. That's first. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Exactly. <laughs> like, isn't that, is, is that not what we're used to? Just lay hands on me and just say, in the name of Jesus, right? Receive your healing. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know Jesus then, but you know, in the name of the God of Israel, be healed or something. Like, I came all the way to your house. You didn't have the courtesy to meet me outside or bring me inside and give me a cup of water. I am the commander of an entire nation. <laughs> so you can imagine, see, just imagine the secretary now. Like, even an ordinary American won't accept to be treated like that in a foreign land. And then to think that this is not just an ordinary citizen of a nation. I want you to see that this is what he expected. And he was told something that was very out of the norm. And he wasn't given the respect that he deserved. He wasn't given the honor that he was used to. I think if it was any of us, we would react the same way. Mm. Especially when you're used to so much respect everywhere. Even your king respects you for the, the victories you've given them as a nation. Mm. So God is taking us away from the usual, right? He expected it to be a certain way and it's not that way. And you see that when Jesus Christ came with the new, he had various ways of moving because the story here is that we get stuck in the old way so much so that we don't open ourselves to the flow, the new flow of the spirit of God. You can't put God in a box. You can't say that, oh, he used to move that way. So that is how it's supposed to be. He's going to shock you. I mean, I would encourage us to take the time and even ponder, even concerning how Jesus Christ operated on the earth. I mean, there were some people that would touch the hem of his garment and be fine. You know, there were some that would just say, oh, cast the demons out of me and let them go into the pigs. And, you know, that's it. He wouldn't even have to touch them or anything. I mean, literally, he raised Lazarus by commanding him to come forth from the grave. He didn't go touch him or do anything, but then the blind man is sick and then he's like, gathers all the speech together, puts it in the mud, plays with it like, Jesus, come on, you're the son of God. Why are you messing with speech? You know, <laughs> he does all that stuff and then he puts it on the man's eyes like, I want to be healed, but really, your speech? And that's what he wants to remove us from, where we like being stuck in one place. You know, this has been my place of worship. This is how I've always worshipped. Even when the Spirit of God is no longer there, or even when you see everything wrong with it, you just get stuck there because we like being comfortable. We like being in the place where we're comfortable, where nobody's questioning us. We're not ready to break away. And I feel like the way Elisha was behaving towards him 
it was really trying to send him a message. Like before God, everybody's normal. You are going to humble yourself. As if the humility of him listening to his slave girl wasn't enough. So sometimes the Lord is doing something new and we really have to humble ourselves to even recognize it. We need a lot of humility. Next verse, please, Valerie. Are not Abana and Afro rivers of Damascus better than all the Exactly. I was like, yes. I mean, ladies, when you're going to the beach, don't you like Venice? I'm like, I'm never going there again. We get to big beach, we want to go. <laughs> right? And then, you know, this is a nation that is very wealthy. They, you know, in those days when you go and, you know, conquer a nation, you take all the women, you take all the food, you take all of this. So that is how they amassed wealth. You know, winning the war wasn't just being a victorious person. You had more women to one man. You had more food to families. You know, you had more cattles to rear. It was about wealth. So, of course, their rivers are going to be, they're going to have it all cleaned out and everything is going to be top-notch, you know. It's just like going to a beach in America and going to a beach in, sorry. It's totally different. And then I come to you, you can't even address me, and then you send me to your dirty river? <laughs> it's, like, it's like going to redondo beach with the rocky sand versus going to manhattan beach with the nice smooth sand yes girl <laughs> yeah so i want you to see how all of this plays into our emotions and how it sounds very reasonable sometimes we seem to be very like we really know what is good for us but we really don't mm-hmm. kind of made sense right like why didn't you just tell me, go to your nation and dip into the nice pool? Why should I go to your dirty, like how low can you get me to be? Yeah, what are you doing to me? I have made men like you lose their lives and lose their families. I've taken wives from men like you and given to my workers. Like I've taken daughters of men like you. Who are you to? God save us from pride and human emotions and all of this. That's where the demons lurk, you know, because of course, once he is delivered from that infirmity, where do the demons of sickness remain? See, remember when these people had leprosy, they were not in the company of people. They had to keep them away. So he didn't have close friends and I don't know. Maybe I should have read his story more. I don't know if he had children. I don't know if he was able to have intimacy with his wife. Mm. So for a man, you can imagine the demons that they don't only isolate you. All you're left with is memories of having sex with your wife. And you can no longer do that. And then some people will not even be friends with you again. You lose friendships. People can just talk to you freely because they leave your presence and they are scared that they're going to... I mean, it's just like this COVID, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're afraid they're going to get COVID, so they stay away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is everlasting COVID because the, the leprosy is forever. There's no cure. There was no cure. You know, when people are even in your presence, when they leave, they go, they cleanse themselves, they clean, whatever, they wash themselves clean. Like, 
Then when a leprous person is walking on the street, they'll be ringing the bell and saying, unclean, 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 so that people will run away. <laughs> so no, I, I've worked in some areas where we have like a clean room. And so when new people come in there, they'll say, unclean, unclean, unclean. It's not, they're saying unclear, but it sounds like they're saying unclean, unclean. Oh, so wow. But you can imagine you're having to say that every time. So there's demons of not being good enough, demons of feeling unclean. I guess that's why he won so many wars. He kept trying to prove who he was. Mm. He must be really good to be a commander of the army. He must have, you know, tried so much to compensate. Yeah. You tend to overcompensate. Yes. So you can imagine the demons hiding in that, telling you you're not worthy for anything. Where do you want them to go if this man is free? Like, this is a real kingdom. Remember, in the demonic kingdom, there's hierarchies. When they get stronger, they have more demons underneath them. They are just like their father, the devil, who wanted to be like God. So... All of them just want to be bigger than the next demons and so that they can have everybody worship them, just like the devil. Mm. So now you want them to lose their position, the position they've built for so many years. This is a real kingdom. The spirit realm is a real kingdom. And these demons are just like we try to build legacies for our families and when we amass wealth we're keeping it for the next generation they are trying to keep their position so they are going to make this man have every kind of excuse not to be healed and when you look at the nature of god god is so oh, he just makes you just give up the thing you you're trying to hold or like every he was just losing every iota of pride that was in him I'm sure that if this man was an ordinary man, Elisha wouldn't have treated him that way. You understand? He would have maybe, you remember the woman who lost her child, how he went and laid down on the child and prayed for the child. Like when it's more simpler people, it's a different way the Lord operates with you. When it's somebody who is in position like that, the Lord has to deal with you to remove the thing that is a blockage for you. And that was what the Lord was doing. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us, into heaven he seated us in heavenly places with God so right now we are in that seated position <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man so I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning it was all about a spiritual interaction so he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently what stopped that what took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you 
Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.